0: Zachariah. What's going on, Edward? Howdy doody, bud. Yeah, I don't know. Got a little pokering in last night, so I'm feeling Giddy. pretty good. Yeah, it's not too bad. Not, well, not that kind of pokering, but, um. you know, I mean, whatever. I did use my favorite flashlight
1: <laughs> at the table.
0: I mean, isn't that the way you're supposed to do it?
1: Right. You have to make everybody not know what you have, so you make it awkward, right?
0: Exactly. And, you know, I'm kind of an exhibitionist, too. So, you know.
1: <laughs> and so I was sliding my genitals through Nutella this morning. And I was thinking, do you think when magicians have sex and they bust inside of a chick, the chick gets all worried, like, oh, shit, I'm pregnant. And he goes, ha-ha, check your ear. <laughs> That's disgusting.
0: That's it's probably you know, true, right? Well, I mean... If you had that ability, I know you would do it. <laughs> I don't even know why you said that, but whatever. Well, I mean, because think about it. I was talking about a flashlight, and I thought I took it too far, and then, well, Ed's turn. Hi. Ah, have we met? <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Let's get this thing rolling. You ready? Let's do it. Hit it! Woo! What's up, everybody? Welcome to 2 Sports on Ed i'm zach and here we are again to do the same shit over and over Um, if you're watching us on youtube hi what's up if you're listening to us on spotify we truly appreciate it please if you're not already go ahead and follow us on there uh the more follows we get on this uh the more we can expand out to other stations like apple podcasts and iHeartRadio and stuff like that so hit it yeah if you get us more subscribers and uh Somehow
0: we can make some money. Maybe we'll hire some actual talent. Absolutely, right? Instead of this low
1: budget bullshit that we're doing. Yeah. Um. So, Patrick Mahomes and his fiance had a baby. You heard about that?
0: Uh, I, I mean I knew he was gonna be a father, but I didn't realize it was this quick.
1: Sterling Sky Mahomes is the boy's name. Okay.
0: Sterling Sterling is a is a pretty strong name, but Sky.
1: I don't know. I don't write this shit. Yeah. Um, it's very odd. This kid has already been offered a scholar a soccer scholarship <laughs> by Texas Tech. This kid is twenty days old, and he already has a better life than seventy percent of us. That is seventy percent. I mean, anybody I don't do the to, math. I mean, true math has never been your strong suit. No, I can barely walk and chew gum. So, yeah. but that how does it? A kid that's not even a month old <laughs> already have a scholarship. Now, granted, I'm sure it's some sort of bullshit thing, but if it,
0: it's probably like a legacy thing where they just offer it. Because I mean, name another person that went to Texas Tech. Uh, Michael Crabtree. Okay, well, I thought you were gonna go with the obvious of uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, because he's kind of a coach in the sport we talk about a lot. But yeah, whatever. Michael Crabtree was in football too. He was one of their best. He hasn't been in football in like four years. Oh, well, you didn't give me a timetable. No, I just I just thought you were going to go with the low hanging fruit. You know, Cliff Kingsbury, mm. kind of an active coach currently.
1: Crab, Crabtree was a beast at Tech. He, and then, honestly,
0: he was like, he was the best wide receiver in college I've ever seen. Really, I didn't. I look. People are going to give me shit. What about Randy Moss? What about Randy Moss? Bitch, I didn't watch Randy Moss play football just like everyone else.
1: I didn't have the local TV channel for that city. Um, He he went to Marshall, right?
0: right. Who the fuck is watching Marshall on a Saturday? Not me.
1: Not me, no. I'm watching porn. Um,
0: Wow. Oh,
1: wait, what? Uh, Did you forget the mic is on? Your mic Mm -hmm. is hot, sir. (laughs) So is this porn I was watching the other day, so um it starts out never mind that's a that's a different
0: no that's that's the next episode of the podcast well not this podcast (laughs) that's the
1: slippery when wet podcast Who? i've listened to that one so we've been off for about a week uh granted we don't have a timetable as far as how often we do this stuff right but within our absence so much stuff has been going on in the nfl Um,
0: you ain't kidding
1: the number one thing and we talked about it so many times. Dak Prescott finally signed a contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Four-year deal, 164 million, 126 million guaranteed. Yeah, but he also gets 75
0: million in the first year. Wow. Uh, I, I don't know. This 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 is crazy.
1: This is crazy money.
0: Yeah. Look. Okay. We talked about it. We've kind of touched on this before that we both agree that it's going to be crazy money or that it is crazy money, whatever, because he's now the second highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Right. And he's not the second best quarterback in the NFL. So we're on the same boat when it comes to that. But the trajectory of his career and where he's going and the way that, you know, the NFL pays their stars. When it's your turn, you just get paid, man. And then, like, this might be the, you know, number two highest-paid quarterback in the league, but in five years, who's to
1: say he's not the 15th highest-paid quarterback? Well, and that's going to be the thing, right, because the ceiling has no limit, apparently, because of the fact that all these quarterbacks are getting fat money. But the problem is the league's cap is – was cut this past season. Right. And we've already seen a lot of teams having to do a lot of restructuring. They're cutting a lot of big names, but yet quarterbacks are getting paid fat money. Right. Yeah.
0: I think they're banking
1: on um, the Rona going
0: away with the vaccine and everything. Right. Um, And they're hoping that the, uh, the stadiums are full. I mean, did you see the Texas Rangers? Are going to have one hundred percent capacity in their stadium on opening day well, that has a hand with uh, Greg Abbott on it but... I mean you still have to wear your mask right, right. I don't know what difference it makes like if we're sharing an armrest but I have to I have to wear my mask i don 't know how that's going to work. Can we share hot dogs uh, only if we eat them at the same time
1: mm, lady like, in the of the other
0: yes very much so you read my mind oh, get out of there I live there. Yeah. I mean I think that's what they're banking on is that the the stadiums are going to be full, so they're going to be able to make that money off of uh, ticket sales and concession or however they do all that, plus the TV money. Um, so, I mean, the the TV contracts that I've heard about between, like, the major networks and stuff in the NFL, they're ridiculous what the NFL is asking for, uh-huh. these, these uh, you know, control over whatever game, whether it be Thursday night or Sunday night or Monday night or whatever, they're paying tons of money for that stuff. So I am un, I'm, I'm with the owners. I think the salary cap is going to go up. And, I mean, traditionally, your quarterback is going to get a higher percentage of the salary cap than almost any other player on your team, as long as they're worth the shit.
1: Now, I, I want to I touch back on that, but let's, let's go back to Dak. A little bit more into his contract, he also put a no-trade clause on there and a no-tag provision. Okay, so oh, I didn't
0: hear about the no tag provision.
1: That's yeah, so my thing is, is like, are quarterbacks like him, like Deshaun Watson, all these younger quarter? I think Russell Wilson has a no trade clause in his as well.
0: I mean, is, probably. Is this
1: going to become a norm for quarterbacks? Because now they strong arm a team whenever they become unhappy. Hence the whole Watson deal, right? Um, this to me seems like a problem to where. You're again giving a quarterback too much power. What's that?
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think you you don't really give them too much power. They are like the pride and joy of your franchise, mm-hmm. but um, it does put them in a position of leverage to become the prima donna that we're seeing. Where, you know, Russell Wilson, I don't like my offensive line. I want to be the GM. I also want to be the quarterback, and I want to <laughs> tell you what to do. I mean, like, to be fair, though, he has skins on the wall. You know what I mean? Like, he's got a Super Bowl. He has something to stand on. Right. You know, and, and you know, we give uh, Deshaun Watson, we give him a hard time about wanting out of a bad situation, but we don't say anything about uh, Matthew Stafford basically asking for the same thing and and what i'm getting from the rest of the people with microphones it just sounds like uh because matthew stafford paid his dues by signing a second contract with a dumpster fire now he's free so it's like there's a time limit as long as you do your you know eight year stretch now like all is forgiven you can act like that and i I don't know man i kind of feel like it's a good thing for players to speak out against what their GMs are doing or what their franchises are doing. Because, I mean, it's their career too, you know?
1: Well, and you know, you and I have touched on this, but my thing is, and I hate that we're going into the whole Watson thing, is I don't agree with Watson's mentality right now because he's crying over what the GMs promised him. Again, the GMs screwed him on that. They shouldn't have even done that. Now, if he would have came out and been like, I'm trying to work with the team themselves, the players they have, this and that. I just can't win with this team. Yeah. I want out. I can respect that, right? Because they are a complete dumpster fire. All right. So I, I don't I don't I don't like the idea of why Watson is crying. Okay. If if it was team oriented, I can get it because that's kind of what Stafford did. He, that's why so many people are okay with it, because he rode through the trash for 11 years, and he's like, y'all are not doing anything to help us win with me as your quarterback. I want gone. Watson's not having that grievance right now. His biggest grievance is he didn't get to have a say in the coach, and he didn't get to have a say in the GM. If that's your biggest grievance, wipe that shit off your face. Go yeah. on and play ball. That's
0: it. Yeah, I mean, look, like, personally, I agree with you. Personally, I think that when it comes to the team, um, what, I mean, when it comes to an NFL team, I feel like everybody has a job. Everybody should do their job. And if you're the quarterback, you learn the system, you read the defense, you study tape, you work out, you throw. I mean, you do all your job, right? That's all you can take care of. And, you know, like a football team mentality – you just kind of trust, hey, you know what? We're 11 guys going out there. Everybody's going to do their job. So I feel like you have to trust that the front office of your franchise is going to do their job as well. Right. Um, and in the – I mean, we've talked about it before, you know, but in the Deshaun Watson case, I feel like if he didn't feel like the franchise was going in the right direction – he should have never signed the contract that he absolutely off. because I feel like by signing that contract, you're signing off on everything that the front office is doing. Granted, they had not traded Deshaun, I mean, no. uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yes,
1: he was already traded.
0: Oh, they did trade him before. Oh, yeah, we so, talked about that. You yeah, I went, I went through the timeline.
1: On, Watson was traded like in January, I think, okay. and then September. I believe it was Watson signs the big contract, so he already knew what was going on with the team.
0: Okay, so then crappy
1: backfield, no wide receivers with the exception of uh, Fuller, Cooks, and Kenny Stills at the time, and then they let Kenny Stills go. Um, but even now, like you're talking about, trust the front office. Okay, uh, Cal McNair messed up and promised you something. Jack Easterby promised you that you would have a say in this and that. Well, that didn't happen. So now you have a new front office, new head coach, new GM. You need to give them a chance, right? You have to see what they have available to help you succeed. If they don't after this season, and I've said it before, if they shit the bed, which I'm counting on, I can understand if Watson comes out and goes, hey, I want out of here. He played ball. He sucked it up. He played ball for a year, and it didn't work out. Hey, I want out. I can totally respect that. Well, so – because even like, Watson, even Watson, or not Watson, Russell Wilson, he his grievance is, y'all aren't protecting me. He's not crying about the front office not letting him do something. He has an, a true grievance. To, yeah, to- he's complaining about the roster that's around him. I,
0: I, I'm with you, right? I, I see what you're saying. But I feel like now that we're talking about it aloud, maybe, maybe I have more respect for Deshaun Watson doing it now because – He's doing it without getting paid, right? But, like, yeah, he signed the big contract, and, yeah, it's on the books that he's going to make a ton of money, but he hasn't made a dime off that contract yet. Right. right. And now he's complaining and, and threatening to sit out and all that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe we need to look at it through a different light that he's, he's basically sacrificing his livelihood. You know, I mean, I know that that sounds a little bit ridiculous considering how much money they make in the NFL, but – I mean, he's sacrificing his livelihood to either go to a contender or force this team to do something to make him better. And, I mean, granted, they had an opportunity and they didn't didn't do what they should have done, I guess, with the GM or the head coach, according to him. So he wants out. But, I mean, he's asking out prior to making any money on this contract. So I I don't know, you know.
1: Uh, And we we talked about it an episode or two ago to where – there was reports that the Texans aren't going to let him go before June because they're going to take a massive hit on their their cap space. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's already past the draft. So any draft picks that if the Texans were going to get, that's gone. Uh, so they're damned either way. Um, I just – I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing this right, but I, I just think his reasoning sounds very childish. To, to throw this fit, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I feel like if
1: um, – I would think if there's something behind the scenes that we haven't heard about, it would have been leaked right, out that, already. And yeah. If, if you're still pouting because of the fact that your recommendations weren't seen or anything like that for two positions in the front office, like, oh well, dude, you yeah. you still get to play football. You're playing a game making yeah. millions. That's what I was going
0: to say, like, I, I don't know what's happening behind closed doors and what we're, you know, what we're not privy to. Like, I have no idea. And I'm thinking that that's probably where most of the truth lies with what's going on with that whole situation. There's got to be conversations that are happening behind closed doors that they're not reporting to the media. Because if I'm if I'm anybody that's not Jack, Jack Easterby, I am on the phone every day. Mm mm-hmm begging Deshaun Watson to come back. Oh because, absolutely. Like if I'm the if I'm the coach, he's the reason why I'm there. Yeah. So I don't know, but I mean to be fair, we started on this tangent because we're talking about Dak. <laughs> right. I was just about so to So let's go back to Dak <laughs> and give him his due because this cluster in Houston is just not worth our
1: time. So with with Dak getting this contract, like, I know Dallas fans are excited, and you and I both agree, like, it's a lot of money for somebody who hasn't really done something spectacular, right? But this puts the rest of the team in a bind, doesn't it not? Uh, I
0: mean, yes, especially when you have as many players on their defense that they're going to have to pay or that they mm-hmm. are paying. I mean – because I don't when when's Jalen Smith's contract going up? That's a good that's question. That's a pretty big damn piece right there. That really is, right? And I know I know they're gonna lose two cornerbacks in free agency
1: because they can't afford to pay him. They got uh, Jalen Smith, he becomes a free agent in 2026.
0: Oh, so they just okay, so that's what the deal is. They just signed him. Right. Right? So Alden Smith is a free agent. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a couple other free agents that I don't remember. But Basically, they're all on the defensive side of the ball, and then we saw how the offensive line did not protect Dak last year. Um, or I, Dalton, or any quarterback that stepped boy, in. There. Yeah, I mean Danucci. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Dalton died on his own when he tried to run.
1: <laughs> but Bro, I, I still can see that image of him getting clocked, like, if, like. Let's just be honest. That's a dirty fucking play. Absolutely.
0: Oh absolutely. my! I remember like watching it. Like they better eject that dude. He doesn't need to be on the field. Like, I still don't understand this. Like, why is it that these guys, they play a sport for a living, mm-hmm. right? It's their job to know the goddamn rules. And every year we have some bullshit like this and you hear the announcers, well, he went into a slide late. Oh, uh, he was trying to get every yard and he left himself open. No, no, no. F that, you know, that the guy is going to slide and you're trying to plant his face in the ground, that is Bush League football. Just line up and beat the guys straight up. Don't do any dirty hitting. Don't do any cheap shot bullshit. I'm tired of seeing that. And these guys, they're not going to quit doing it until they fucking kill somebody. That's what's going to have to happen. When somebody dies on the field because of some bullshit like that, then they might actually think about stopping doing that.
1: Well, I mean, you look at it now, they get fined pretty heavily. Um, Depending on the severity of the hit, we've seen them get ejected immediately from a game. uh, I think he
0: got ejected in that game, just to be fair. Right.
1: Um, And those punishments apparently aren't scaring these players enough now you can go back and forth on either side because sometimes you do have a quarterback that won't slide like Joe Burrow Joe Burrow has a horrible slide that I hope he's working with his busted leg um but we we can both know that you know sometimes the timing of a hit is not always perfect right right no
0: I'm with you I'm with you but both the the, us, the plate but we watched this one. We knew he knew oh, this was Bruce, he, he. was gunning
1: right there, yeah, right? Hundred um, percent.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. So Alden Smith is a free agent. Um, and then you have uh, John I don't Lee. Know how to say his name, but uh, a Woozy is a free agent. And then uh, Jordan Lewis looks like maybe he's the Nickelback. Mm-hmm. He's a free agent. Um, and and Xavier Woods, their free safety, he's a free agent.
1: I'm On very curious of, to see what happens with him.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure. Like, now that they've signed Dak, I don't know exactly how that hurts their uh, their salary cap numbers. Mm-hmm. I know he signed – technically, it's a six-year deal. Um, they're, they're voiding the last two years of his contract for, uh, like, salary cap reasons, and that way it's a way friendlier cap, uh, cap hit for the team. That way they can build the team around him, which I think right there that goes to what I said – in our previous podcast about Dak, that, you know, he's basically Tom Brady light, right? Right. He got his money and he's going to get paid, but he's a guy that's going to show up and go to work every day. And he's going to do everything that he can to make that team win. But now saying that now that he has his contract and he got paid and, and you know, whatever, he's a made man. If they don't win the Super Bowl now during this contract, is this contract a bust?
1: I don't know. It's, it's going to be hard to determine that because again, like you have pieces on your team that need to get paid and you need those pieces to help you succeed. Dak's not just the solo answer for this team to be successful, right? Uh, Prior to 2020, he had been in the league for three seasons, I think. And did they ever make it to the playoffs? I'm not sure. Um, With Dak as a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: the first, the first year he was quarterback, he was 13 and three. And, uh, I don't know if they were the number one seed, but they were a pretty high seed right. in the you know, see, NFC. Um, but I mean, they, no, they haven't won a Super Bowl, and you know, in this millennium, so right
1: now you, you've got Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy has been a coach of a Super Bowl team before. Uh, he's been to the dance. He he knows the experience, even though it was way back when. But you remember last season? I want to say there were rumors that Dallas was looking at trading Amari Cooper, right? Do you think that's still something that's on the table so they can get somebody younger, fresher? I mean, they've got CeeDee Lamb, and I love CeeDee Lamb. I think he's C.D. insane. CeeDee Lamb is a fucking beast. I think that kid is going to be a, a huge superstar. Uh, and now that he has Dak, I mean, there, there's nothing saying that he can unless either one of them get injured or the O-line just falls apart. Yeah, I mean, I, I
0: don't know about going and getting a, a younger wide receiver to replace Amari Cooper, because they, they just signed him to a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only 26. I think he's still a dominant wide receiver in the league. I, I don't think there's any, any slowing down or, or anything like that. I think he's a great player. Um, but, yeah, I think him paired up with C.D. Lamb, I mean, that's a pretty dynamic duo on the outside. Um, I think they they probably need their tight end to step up. I, I guess the uh, the Blake Jarwin guy. I guess he got hurt last year, mm-hmm. and so that's why we didn't see too much of him. Um, but I think he's a pretty decent athlete. Um, I know in the draft, all the mock drafts that I've been seeing, they they show um, Dallas taking a cornerback, which makes absolute sense. They're losing both their starting corner. Well. They're losing their left starting corner and their nickelback. So they need a cornerback. And, you know, these top three guys that are going to be in the draft available there, I think they're picking 10. Is that right?
1: Somewhere around there.
0: Yeah. So I've seen their draft, their mock drafts, and every one of them has them taking a cornerback. That hasn't changed. So, um, I mean, we know they're not taking a quarterback. We know they're not taking a running back. And it doesn't look like they need to take a wide receiver. So in this draft is – full of wide receivers, geez, I've been going through like highlights and tape of looking at these guys. There are going to be some surprise dominant wide receivers. And, you know, honestly, most of them are like little guys. Mm-hmm. They're not the typical six, four, you know, I'm just going to go up and like, you know, 50, 50 ball against you. I'm going to do like a one step drop of smoke screen and I'm going to take it to the house. And it's,
1: Maybe Dallas really? will be able to draft a uh, a good number three late in the rounds um, that could complement that team and just have a, a pretty good trio of uh, wide receivers out there. I don't know. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the draft. I, I can't wait for it to be over with, so we'll have more content to talk about. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about the draft. But one thing I want people to understand, and I couldn't, I could possibly be completely wrong on this. Okay, Dak coming back this upcoming season does not mean they're going to be the best Dallas Cowboy team they can't be, right? No, no. Their defense still sucks. Absolutely, right? I think within his four-year contract, we will see a very dominating Dallas Cowboy team. And I know a lot of people who know me are shocked that I'm saying that. But it's it's the truth, though, okay? They have outstanding weapons that can destroy just about any team – except their defense. So, Jerry, I know you're listening. Um, Go ahead and draft the right defense so all the Cowgirl fans will be happy in every season like they do now. Oh, Super Bowl. We're going.
0: Yeah. Dude, okay. I know you give Cowboy fans a bunch of shit. I do. And living in Texas and not being a fan of either team in Texas – both of y'all both of y'all's like major percentage of your fan base y'all are delusional absolutely let's just say it but, but i remember i remember specifically getting into arguments on facebook right back when that was what we did right and i somebody posted a comment they went 2 and 0 oh, and they beat like I think they beat like <laughs> the Cincinnati. Lions and they beat like they beat like the, they beat the two shittiest teams, right? Like Jacksonville and and whatever, right? They beat two shitty teams. And everybody on my timeline was like, "Super Bowl bound, baby. We look so good." And they proceeded to lose the next 14 games in a row, and I loved every minute of it. So there were people telling me on Facebook like, "Hey, if you don't think this team is a playoff team, you're insane. You can go ahead and lock it up." And I was like, "Yeah, where are they at now, bitch? Right. <laughs> but well, the Cowboys fans do the exact same thing.
1: Well, and I know, I know some people from Philly that are strong Eagles fans. They seem to do the same thing ever since they won the Super Bowl. Um, I give Philadelphia people a pass. I'm not sure why.
0: <laughs> I just do. I, I guess I feel like those people, um, like Philadelphia only, right? Maybe, right. maybe Pittsburgh people, maybe Pittsburgh. Um, this past like, season,
1: Pittsburgh fans were like, when they went on that winning streak, they were like, hey, y'all might as well just hand us a trophy now. Well, and then, some,
0: Yeah, some people were that way. But yeah. I feel like most of the people that I've talked to that are Eagles fans or they're Steelers fans, they're pretty knowledgeable about the game. Right. Um, what I'm saying about you know Texan fans, Cowboys fans, is that for the most part, the majority of the people that I talk to about those teams, they can't name three players on the on the roster. And so I'm that's kind of why I give Philly fans more of a more of a pass because I feel like they're like invested in it. Like it's in their blood, it's in their soul. Right. They're, they're bred that way. Like their dads were like the drunk guy throwing beer cans at the T V.
1: And so like that's just how they grew up, so they knew that. You know what I mean? So any predictions on Dak and the Cowboys?
0: Man, see, it's so hard to say right now with as many holes as they have on defense. Uh, I mean, because they basically have no cornerback. They have one cornerback and they have, I think, one linebacker, Jalen Smith. That's it. After that, they have so many holes on their roster that, like, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, like I said, Alden Smith, he's a free agent. Um, I mean, Sean Lee is a free agent, Joe Thomas, Justin March, which I don't know who that is, but he's a linebacker. He's listed as a linebacker, and he's a free agent. So uh, Vander Esch is a good player, but they can't do it alone. All right. So it just – it depends on what they do in the draft. If they can get, um, you know, Patrick Sertain or uh, – um, wow – Every time we do this, I always blank on their freaking names.
1: (laughs) Why does that happen? I don't know.
0: It's like they don't matter.
1: You've also got to remember, they've they've got a second-year player, uh, what's his name, Trayvon Diggs at right corner. Yeah, I like him. He did pretty damn good last year, right? And I think he got injured. I may be wrong on that. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I had him on my fantasy team, and every time I saw him, he, he had some decent numbers for me, so I wasn't completely mad about it. Uh, yeah, here he goes. He had 49 solo tackles, one sack, one forced fumble.
0: That's a pretty good season. Three
1: interceptions for 43 yards out of 12 games. Wow. So.
0: I mean, yeah, he, I, I feel like he's a good player. Um, but I feel like if you're able to see the top three cornerbacks that I have, are Caleb Farley, Patrick Sertain, and J.C. Horn from South Carolina. Um, Like we talked about before, Caleb Farley sat out last year, so it's kind of hard to tell. Mm -hmm. But the name that I'm seeing pop up on most boards, like moving way up, is Asante Samuel Jr. Oh, really? Um, So I feel like there's going to – like we talked about this before. I feel like there's going to be a run at cornerback at 9, 10, and 11. And so I feel like – if Caleb Farley or Patrick Sertain is available at 10, that's who you draft. And I feel right. like if, if you start there and then in the second round, you can get a linebacker. Like, I mean, I so I have Nick Bolton as the number four linebacker on my board. I'm seeing him getting drafted now at like 23 or 25 overall. Oh, wow. Which is a huge push. Um, I mean, he played at Missouri – so I'm not really sure why all of a sudden he's getting so much love, you know, like Missouri was on TV. It's the SEC. Everybody watched it. You right. know what I mean, so I don't understand why, why all of a sudden he's like this hot commodity, but I was thinking that would be somebody they could target in the second round, but it looks like he's not going to be there. Um I know Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons is probably a top 10 top 15 pick. I've been so, hearing his name a lot lately. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the best linebacker in the draft. He went mm-hmm. to Penn State. Penn State is just known for making linebackers. So, I'm I'm thinking he's going to be the number 1 linebacker taken. But yeah, Nick Nick Bolton has shot straight up everybody's board. I think uh Todd McShay was the last one that I saw had him at like 28. So, that's that's a cool that's a cool pick there. Um, good for that guy. But I still feel like there are a couple linebackers that are going to be available in the top of the second round. And I think if those two picks pan out, this could be a playoff team. Now, I think, honestly, I think this, You're this saying Dallas is a playoff team. I, yeah, I think At Dallas is a playoff team regardless because their division sucks. Man. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to do in Philadelphia. I mean, we saw flashes. But every, every quarterback goes through that sophomore slump. So, I, mean, I think the only one that didn't go through that sophomore slump is like Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. I don't think Jalen Hurts is one of those guys. I don't think we're going to worry about that. But, um, yeah, I feel like the Eagles don't really mount a challenge. The
1: Giants are a, are an intriguing. They're story. they're pretty quiet. They're pretty quiet because of the fact that you know they had a lot of injuries last year, and Daniel Jones didn't really have many weapons, and he did the best he could with the team that he had. And Daniel Jones, in my opinion, actually did pretty decent for a sophomore year. Um,
0: yeah, I, I thought he played very solid. Nothing flashy. Nothing like oh my god, this guy's going to be you know the next insert name here, but. He played well. He he progressed. He did not mm. fall back. That so, is
1: true. And with Saquon Barkley going out, which is a huge factor for this team. Yeah. I've been I've been seeing a lot of uh news and videos posted of him and his off season training and rehabbing and I mean this kid is trying to come back and be better than ever before and he was already a monster. Yeah. So I hope it's not one of those deals to where he's working way too hard in the off season to where first five games, boom, another injury. Like, Yeah, that would be unfortunate. You we do want to see 500 carries and now he's
0: dead. You know? we,
1: we've, we've seen that many times in the past where a player will change their regimen in some form or fashion, whether it be their diet, their workout, um, their coaches as far as training and so forth. And they come out and – they shit the bed, right? Um, yeah. One I can think of out the gate was Arian Foster. Whenever he switched to becoming a vegan, and yeah. when he did that, like he was injury prone, like he got hurt constantly. Now I don't know. That if- thing
0: happened to Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder came out, he gave up beef and and all. He went to be vegetarian and then hurt his neck and had to retire. Right, I, like, I don't think they're related, but I'm I'm with you. It sounds that, weird.
1: That's what I'm getting at. Right, is like when you change something major like that. Now, granted, it it's more beneficial for your body, as some say. I'm going to go ahead and stick to my bacon and steaks and burgers and all that because I love being fat. I'm cuddly, yeah, um, but the I'm very eager to see what Saquon can do. I I'm yeah. watching the Giants on, on the side just to see what goes on with there because they need wide receivers. They need a tight end. Um, yeah, they, uh, I'm looking at the roster currently. They don't even
0: have a tight end on the roster. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Evan okay. Ingram's not on there? No, no, no. Hold on. It's my fault. The page just refreshed. And I was like, <laughs> what
1: the Using yeah, so, that dial-up internet over there.
0: Yeah, I didn't like, say my bad. My, uh, somebody picked up the phone at my <laughs> uh, So, yeah, Evan Ingram, I think – I don't understand this guy. So can we talk about him for a second? Let's go. How is it that a guy that has this much talent mm-hmm. doesn't succeed in the NFL? I mean, do you, do you think he's unhappy there? I mean, I think he's unhappy, but I think he's unhappy with himself, right? Like, it's not that he doesn't get targets because he gets a shit ton of targets. He just – he never does anything with him. He, he can't catch the ball. If he's in, like, one-on-one coverage that he should dominate, he lets the defender back in. It – dude – I can't explain it. But when you watch him on the field, you see like his size and his speed and like, you know, just everything he had coming into the NFL. And then just he's right now he's on that bust territory, Mm -hmm. you know, where he was a, he looked like he was going to be a stud and he's turned out to be nothing so far, nothing spectacular. Now, I mean, okay. Granted, He had Eli Manning at the back of his career, and now he's got Daniel Jones at the beginning of his career. So, like, I can understand – I can give you a pass for a couple of those.
1: Well, you look look at his rookie season when he came in in 2017. He played 15 games, 64 receptions for 110 yards and six touchdowns. That put his name on everybody's radar, right? Well,
0: I mean, plus he was drafted in the first round. So, I mean, that, you know –
1: uh, and then he has two years in between to where he's under 70 yards total. Or no, I'm sorry, uh, targets. His yardage, he was 677 and then 467. Then this past year with Daniel Jones, he had 109 targets with 654 yards and one touchdown. So, again, that was a team that was kind of like the Niners where injuries and COVID had – major roles in the downfall of that team but with him though like he should have been a leader who stepped up he's been on the team long enough to where he could have stepped up and been like all right, I know what I need to do I need to help carry this team because he played all 16 games um but, you know I, I look at the, the roster now and I guess I didn't know some of it because I didn't pay much attention to New York last year but I'm digging into them more um first and foremost Their backup quarterback, I've always been a fan of, and I don't know why, Cole McCoy. Um, Wow. Yeah, the only problem I had was the national championship game he was in, and then he got hurt. For years, I said that he faked that injury and
0: tossed
1: tossed the game for Texas, but that's a completely different story. But Sterling Sterling Shepard is Sterling Shepard. He had some hot spots here and there, but he's not anything – spectacular right uh darius slayton darius slayton is somebody that a lot of people sleep on uh he has the potential i mean granted that's why he was drafted to be something uh for that team and hopefully coming into this next season this will be his third season he does something outstanding because i mean he's averaging around 745 yards out of his two seasons uh, total of 11 touchdowns, eight his rookie season. So he has that spark to be their number one. It's just, can he carry that team with it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, I like Darius Slayton. He's a pretty good wide receiver, young guy. Um, he's on my fantasy team. So I kind of root for him just for me. Right. <laughs> Selfish reasons, of course. But, you know, you got to keep that championship belt. You got to keep it running. Oh, here
1: we go. (laughs) I can't wait for the season to start, and then that's going to be part of our stuff right there.
0: I'm going to get a shirt made that just says champ. Yeah, you know it. Okay. I just got the alert. So, uh, Tom Brady got an extension to play for Tampa Bay through the 2022 season. So – I was under the impression that he signed a two year deal there anyway. He did.
1: So, so that would have been an,
0: this is just an extra year?
1: Yeah. So he he's gonna play a third year with Tampa. So there there must be something on the board right now that they that oh, he's liking. Wow. What? It says they reached an agreement with the
0: Buccaneers today on a four year contract extension that voids to a one year extension that locks him up into Tampa through twenty twenty two. Okay. That's the weirdest. They've come up with this new way to skirt the salary cap. And so they're doing all these, hey, we're going to say that it's a four-year contract, but we're going to avoid this year, and then we're going to carry the one and then add this to 2035. It's like,
1: what the
0: hell? So
1: speaking of salary cap, I was amazed this morning to wake up and see that the New Orleans Saints, who we talked about a couple episodes ago, they were sitting at 65 million over the cap. They're now only 15 million over the cap. They lost 40 pounds <laughs> in in a matter of days. Well, so is that that can't do? Math. They restructure 50. Michael Thomas, right? Right. They no, no. They, I believe they've already completed that. I can't do oh, math. Okay. It was 50 pounds that they lost. Oh, whatever. Wow. Um, that's
0: still a hell of a deal.
1: But that's. I'll, that's crazy that they, they've dropped weight that much in, in cap space, right? Um, so, they went from the – I also
0: heard they're going to cut um, Emmanuel Sanders, which I think saves like another $5 million.
1: That has already been done.
0: Okay. I'm not um, showing sure on here, so all right.
1: Let's see. Uh, on the sixth, they cut their cornerback Jenkins – Mm -hmm. Um, On the fifth, they cut linebacker Kwan Alexander and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, wow. That's the one. Okay, that's the most shocking one to me is the Kwan Alexander cut. Well, they also released Jared Cook and Josh Hill.
0: Yeah, I knew about the Jared Cook and the Josh Hill because now they don't, they basically have no one to play tight end. So uh, I knew about those two, but I guess I missed the report about them actually – I heard they were going to cut Quan Alexander and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I just – I hadn't heard they actually did it.
1: This cap cut is, like, really making the league interesting this year because the yeah. front offices are having to make hard decisions on pretty damn good players, right? Well, I mean, think about just – there's two wide receivers right now that are
0: free agents mm-hmm. that are Pro Bowl wide receivers. Juju okay. Smith-Schuster and Kenny Galladay. Yeah. They are basically number ones on any team that doesn't have, like, Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hawkins. Right. They're number one almost everywhere else. And they're free agents. And, like, the Lions, the Lions had cap room and chose not to sign Kenny Gollivan. That's crazy. Right. Like, that's, to me, that's the most shocking because he's a guy, he's already on your organization. He's already – Proven that he can play in the league, and you've seen it firsthand, and you're going to let that guy go? They must be in, like, full-on rebuild mode. But they've, they've been in rebuild mode for,
1: seems like, over a decade now.
0: Right, but I guess what I'm saying is it makes it sound like they're in rebuild mode, like, even beyond Jared Goff, is what I'm saying. Like, Jared Goff's still a young guy, and obviously, I guess, what I'm saying is, I guess that just tells me that they don't believe in that guy. right. That's insane. I mean, and then Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. he's an All-Pro wide receiver,
1: well, and the, the
0: Steelers were just like, Yeah, we don't need you, bud."
1: Yeah, and you saw they restructured to deal with a uh, Big Ben as well, so he can stay as a uh, Steeler a little bit longer. I mean, so, I think
0: that just puts it to where he's a Steeler for the end of his career.
1: Yeah, um, dude, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm very. I think the draft is going to set. The tone for how the rest of the teams are going to be and what's going to happen with free agency. Um, then again, when has free agency already? Free agency already opened, so they can start signing people left and right, right? Yeah. Um. So I don't I don't know. Uh, one of the free agents that you and I talked about, uh, Cam Newton, this morning re-signed with the uh, Pats for one more year, and yeah. I'm wondering if his interview on I'm the athlete. Uh, Podcast, if that had something to do, because he was – he he praised Belichick on there. I don't know if you listened to it or watched it. No, I haven't he, heard it yet. He, he praised Belichick. He praised the system. And, yeah, he, he felt bad because whenever he had to sit out for his positive Rona test, um, he felt like everything, verbiage and the system changed, and he wasn't giving a heads up. But he said he wanted to come back to New England. He wanted to prove himself. So – I'm, I'm very interested in seeing how the Patriots now play free agency with having him. Are they going to put weapons around him? Um, I think this is going to be the
0: year that you actually see the Patriots make a splash in the draft.
1: Really? Is, I mean, is it, we talk about it all the time. Is this the time that they move up?
0: I don't know if they will necessarily move up. Well, I guess they would have to. I'm thinking that they're going to make two picks in the first round. Okay. But that's what I'm thinking is going to happen because I mean they're way under the salary cap. They have a lot of holes on the roster. They had a lot of guys on their defense that were missing last year. And they went seven and nine. Mm-hmm. And that was seven and nine with Cam Newton not having OTAs, right? Not having any basically any offseason. Couldn't work with the guys. Then he got Rona in the middle of the season, and they were seven and nine. And they were missing Seven or eight starters on defense that opted out because of Rona.
1: Mm-hmm. They're I mean, coming in. They're they're coming in with the fifteenth pick of the first round. Um, do you see them trading something for an another first round pick or? Yeah, I mean,
0: I feel like they're going to take their pick at fifteen, um, and then they're going to trade back into. The bottom of the first round. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't worked out what they're going to target yet um, because I haven't looked at their roster because we're we're not delving into the AFC yet. Right. Um, But let me just kind of
1: click on this button here. While you're doing that, one of the things that we brought up before is there's been a lot of talks of Gilmore possibly being traded. Yeah. Not to any specific team, but like, there's a chance they're they're going to go ahead and get rid of you know former defensive player of the year away. Now, granted, he, he's a little up there in age, but I mean, he's still a stout player who does his job very well um, when he's on the field. So, I'm I'm very curious to see if the rumor mill on that is actually true and where they go with that. Yeah, I mean, it's weird.
0: Um, he's he is thirty right so that's up there um, especially when you talk about a guy who's going to need speed mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and I mean he's one of the best cornerbacks in the game right now
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know uh, I don't know like do you think because Patrick Peterson is a free agent, free agent that hurts on Gilmore's trade value so maybe mm-hmm. maybe that will deter them from making that trade because they're not going to get it you know, because if, if the team says, oh, well, we'll give you this, and they're like, well, no. Then they say, well, we just go sign Patrick Peterson, and we got almost the same guy.
1: Well, the the, the sole difference with Patrick Peterson and Stefan Gilmore at this point is how much are you willing to pay Patrick Peterson, right? Because you taking on Stefan Gilmore's contract may be cheaper than what is available for –
0: um, well, you'd have to pay Patrick Peterson. Right.
1: But also at the same time, if, if a team who's willing to trade for Gilmore can get it to where uh, the Patriots keep his money, keep paying his money, I mean, that's a, win, that's a win-win for whatever team can get Gilmore, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you're, you're looking at Gilmore with a cap hit of $15 million for the Patriots right now. That's the highest on the team.
0: That's okay. probably, honestly, the, the Patriot way, that's why they're looking at it. But,
1: well, you also look at it. They they have $70 million available in cap room, um, so he's not hurting them. But if you can get – you're not going to get a first-round draft pick for him. You're probably going to get a third or fourth, maybe even a fifth-round draft pick for him. Um, yeah, maybe. Depending on who actually needs a cornerback. You, you could probably get
0: a – yeah, I mean, you'd have to get a third round. It'd probably be one of those trades where you get him – you take on his contract, you know, and you send them a third round pick, and they send you a seventh right, probably one of those type trades um man, I don't know I'm looking at their roster, and I am not impressed at all no um like to me, the only bright spot on offense last year was, um, that's. Kind of yeah. I mean, Cut. you still have Julian Edelman. Old
1: man, Julian. Is that right? Nikhil Harry? The draft yeah. him. You totally went like robot mode on us. Uh, oh, I, I don't know if it's my end or yours, but it says the internet is unstable. Who oh, no. knew? Um, repeat what you were saying, though. Well, I was say, The only bright
0: spot on the, their offensive side of the ball that I saw was Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a couple good games, um, but I mean, not anything, you know, pro bowl worthy. Um, they have old man, Julian, of course, mm-hmm. and, uh, Nikhil Harry, who yeah. I liked coming Nikhil- in. Oh yes. But I didn't really see anything. I saw a lot of Cam Newton threw him the ball and he dropped it.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, um, his rookie year, if I'm not mistaken, he was out injured a majority of the season, if not yes. all of it. Yeah, um, I don't know
0: how long he was on IR, but it was a very long time.
1: Right, so we didn't really get to see a lot out of him. Their backfield, you look at the names on their backfield, they have decent players. Damian Harris, Sonny, is it Michelle? McCool? Yeah, Sonny uh, James White. With the exception of Rex Burkhead, like Rex Burkhead is a good fill-in here and there, but those first three are phenomenal backs that just can't get anything done. Sony Michelle's first year, he was a stud. Like it was between him and um, Saquon for best back, I believe they both came out in twenty eighteen. Uh, um, but. I'm with you on kill Harriet. Like, I like the kid. I've watched some of his college tape just because I didn't have really much to refer to. But this past season, you know, I was expecting, okay, fully healthy, come out, be a stud, and not so much, right? He didn't. Yeah, like, and to be fair, the uh,
0: Rex Burkhead, James White are free agents this year. Yes. So, uh, does Sonia Michelle take on a larger role? I mean, probably.
1: That's what they drafted him for. But but Sonny Michelle also has, a, I think, 2019, he, he had an ACL injury. Um, and then yeah. Dam, Damian Harris was also hurt during that time, too. I think a majority of the loads are going to give it to the younger legs and give it to Damian Harris unless they, for some reason, draft another running back, which I would really be surprised. I don't see them doing that, obviously, in the
0: first round or the second round. Um I know they have quite a few picks in the draft, so um, maybe, but I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at their roster, and I feel like, honestly, I feel like they're going to draft. Well, if they trade Stephon Gilmore, then I think that puts them at cornerback at 15, Mm -hmm. right? But, But they have... They have needs at linebacker. they got needs everywhere on the defensive line. They've got needs everywhere on the offensive line. Well, I say everywhere. Left guard and center, basically. Because they have, right now, all their centers are uh, free agents. Mm-hmm. And then Joe, Joe Thune is a free agent, which they've already linked him signing somewhere else. So, um, I, don't, I mean, I don't know where they get. Like, I would love to say that they're not going to figure this out, but we know better. We know who this team is. We know what their GM is capable of. We've seen what they do at, you know, as the New England pro, uh, product, so we just know that they're going to be good.
1: I'm, I'm very eager to see, and I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction on this. So the Chiefs recently let go. They're both left and right tackle, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. Both of them missed the Super Bowl game due to injury. Uh, Eric Fisher is a former first-round pick, for the Chiefs, um, if if they need it at New England, I could see one of those guys going there and giving Cam a little bit more space. But also at the same time, I can see one of them possibly going to Seattle if, um, if they can get them for the right price to help protect Russell Wilson. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. New England always comes out and pulls like – the craziest shit that people don't even think about or think that's possible yeah so there's a chance that they're about to just unleash fury on everybody and just start taking the world as they once did before
0: yeah i'm i'm not sure how they're gonna do it when i look at their roster i mean yeah. i don't i don't get it they've got the money though well but i mean i know that they have the ability to pull the diamond out of the rough mhm you know what i mean so like i know they could do it i just don't i i, I think just, i'm having a hard time seeing the seeing the process that's why we don't get paid the
1: big bucks like right <laughs> ballers on budgets man so um, i'm i'm going to go ahead and make a prediction that a lot of fans probably won't like But I think we're going to see a great Cam Newton this year. I think he's going to come in very motivated, very energized. And he realizes he has a lot to prove right now if he wants to keep a job. I think he's going to come in and be a true leader. I'm hoping he's changed his attitude. um, as Not so much on himself and more team-oriented. But I, I, I think we're going to come out and we're going to see an amazing Cam Newton this season. I don't know if it'll be MVP Cam Newton, but it's going to be a Cam Newton we haven't seen in a long time.
0: It it definitely won't be MVP uh, Cam Newton. Um, Just because I think with his his shoulder injury, I don't think that he can be that guy anymore. Um, And I don't think that's his fault. Like, I don't think that he shorted himself on his rehab or I don't think he took it easy by any means. Like, I don't think any of that. I just think that the Panthers rushed him back when he was still hurt. Mm-hmm. I think they might have made him feel guilty about not selling out completely for the team, and it cost him yeah. i mean it 's the same thing that we saw with r g three you know r g three was phenomenal his first season, hurt his knee, and then I feel like the franchise rushed him back because they had no one else at quarterback and it ended up ending that guy 's career. Um, Cam Newton has been a little more savvy where he's been able to kind of hold on to the league for a little while longer, but I'm with you. I feel like maybe he's not going to be like comeback player of the year type award. And he's definitely not going to be MVP, but he can be a guy who, you know, has 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions throws for 4,000 yards. And that team could easily win 11 games in that division. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, the Buffalo bills right now are the cream of the crop. In that division, and I'm I'm reading right now that they're linking Johnny Smith to the Bills, mm-hmm. the uh, the tight end from the Tennessee Titans. Oh wow! So I feel like if if they get that guy, it might be it might be lights out for the uh, the AFC East. That might be the Bills' division for sure. Um, but all that said, I feel like if the Patriots can make the right moves and with the coach that they have. I mean, they could be right there in the running for the division.
1: Well, you I, I still feel you have to keep an eye on Miami. All right. And I know two is not the answer, but with the number of draft picks that they have and the things that they can put around them, like Miami is going to be like stealth mode to where they may rise up and nobody expects it.
0: I thought you were going to say it, secret assassin. I was waiting. Oh, no, waiting nope, for secret not assassin. today. Not today. Oh, no, not Secret Assassin, Silent Assassin. Silent well, whatever. Assassin. Yeah, whatever you say. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that's a good pickup for the Patriots. I feel like you're right. I feel like Cam with an, o- an OTA and an offseason, you know, and potentially the Rona going away with the vaccine and all that stuff mm-hmm. you can do, um, you know, in-person practice, and you don't have to do everything through a fucking Zoom meeting and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. I feel like that helps everybody. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like Bill Belichick is probably his best when he's able to coach in person. I mean, yep. he I, just doesn't seem like a Zoom guy
1: to me. I, I said it again. I, I, I can't wait for the draft to be over with because then all the pieces are going to start showing themselves. And it's going to be a beautiful thing to see. 32 teams to talk about their fuck-ups, their, their greatness, everything that they've done. And then we get to start watching off season and or – training and everything and seeing how the teams are forming and jiving and then they start hitting social media more and now we get all the gossip and that that's the soap opera for men right there is the the gossip between teammates and what teams are doing but yeah, um
0: dude, I love it when I wake up and I see an alert from Adam Schefter <laughs> I love it it's
1: like, it's like a lightning bolt hits the tip of my dick man. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you joining us for this episode of 2 B Athletes Talk Sports. If you're not already, go ahead and find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Spotify. We're all over the place. We're trying to grow. We're having fun with this. We're loving all the feedback. We, we've been getting into it with some of the comments back and forth with people on Facebook. Um, I've had some on YouTube. We're, we're having a blast, and we're, we're glad y'all are here for the ride with us. Yeah, hey, we're at
0: 99 followers on Facebook. I want to, come on. Wanna, those are 100? rookie numbers. We got to bump those numbers up. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, I want to get like into the hundreds of thousands, obviously, but can I just get a hundred? Absolutely. Like, I just want to hit a hundred one time. Absolutely. And you know, yeah, if you can, please follow us, subscribe, sure. watch us on Facebook, or, I mean, watch us on YouTube, come see our ugly faces. Oh, I mean, come on, man, we're doing this, we're doing this for us. But we want to do it for you guys too. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Again, this is 2 Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. Adios, assholes. Now, where's it go.